Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. <clears throat> today's episode is called Miserable. And I've been struggling a little bit because I've been feeling down lately. And I hate to bring that sort of energy to my surroundings. I've been trying to like push down these feelings of being miserable just to where maybe I could deal with them later. I never thought I did it consciously. I guess I just did it without realizing it. But this podcast is going to be all over the place. And not that anybody should have to pay for my broken plates of being miserable. But at the end of the day, this podcast is about honesty and feelings. I'm in the dark. It's 11 o'clock p.m. in New York, and you could probably hear in the background that there's some strange noise because there's a TV going on. But again, not going to make any effort to fix that. Now, listen up. This is why I'm miserable. So lately, I've been going through some tough feelings. Whenever there's success at the front door, uh, our brain likes to protect ourselves from being successful because it says, hey, um, you know, I don't want you to fail or get hurt. So maybe you just shouldn't do that. And that is exactly what I've been experiencing these past few days upon the release of this podcast. Now, I never really took the time to think about certain things because I just figured I'd do it and that's it. Just hop into the pool. Feet first. Who cares if the water is cold? You'll deal with that later. But for some particular reason, this has become a bit more difficult for me to tackle. I feel as though this podcast is my baby and I fear judgment. I fear people telling me that it sucks. I shouldn't care what people think because it's something that I want to do. But nonetheless, it happens and it's happening. But that's not the only thing that's got me feeling miserable. I feel as though I just can't win. So I'll start at one point. I was in a relationship for almost four years. This is when I was 19 and my life was all over the place. It was a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking and a lot of not thinking. Okay, I got out of that relationship all because I wanted to make a change in my life and I knew that I had to start somewhere and I was very lazy and disrespectful in the sense of that I didn't really care about other people. I just cared about myself. So my sister lent me a DVD from Netflix. Now at the time you used to get the mail to your house and if you would return it, that's when you got the next one on your list of things to watch. So I asked my sister to borrow the DVD and she said absolutely but you need to put the dvd in the mailbox because if you don't we won't get the rest of the dvds i didn't live at the house at the time so i said fine i'll do it whatever shut up just leave me alone give me the cd as one does as a younger sister so i go home and i watch the movie and the next day i said you know what let me put the stupid cd in the mailbox that way i can get the next one because i wanted to watch nightmare on elm street and that was the next one up on the list i said fine i get up and i do it and we got our next dvd i don't know why it was so minimal but it was like one of the biggest accomplishments i'd ever done in my life so i said if this was this easy and i got results i wonder what else i could get done i wonder what else i could achieve by actually doing what's supposed to be done interesting so that sparked an entire revolution in my life and we ended up breaking up I ended up moving back home I commenced another relationship with a person that one lasted seven years now this person had a bit of a drinking problem I saw in the relationship what I wanted to see but not what was actually in front of it I wanted to think that we were the couple that had the picture in the frame couple that had a Christmas tree and we were just killing it and it wasn't at all I would go out on my own he would go out on his own sometimes I wouldn't even sleep at home we lived together and sometimes he wouldn't even come home and one time I spent a full 24 hours outside of my house. He did not see me. And the first thing he said to me was, do you want breakfast? So of course I thought he didn't care about me. So I said, this is great. So then I embark on another relationship, three and a half years. And in the end, this man tells me, I just can't do it. I need my space. I can't help but feel like there's something wrong with me because it's not that they're all too short of a term of a relationship. It's more so like I've invested time into them and it didn't work out, which is fine. That's normal. 
but you can't help but wonder what's wrong with you, right? No, you say to yourself, no, that's wrong. It's them. They're the problem, not you. But you can't honestly believe that in your heart. Every single relationship, they're the problem. I mean, at some point, it's got to be the choices that you make, I'd have to assume, right? Because I still haven't figured it out. So I had this other gentleman. And this one only lasted a matter of a month. It was like three weeks. And again, I get ghosted. Somebody else, three weeks, ghosted, 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 just constantly ghosted. Now I'm in a situation where I'm afraid of getting ghosted. So it makes me quadruple think everything that I do or don't do. And it is infuriating because I just want to live. That's all I want to do. And people are like, oh, they're just living their best life. Look at that. Carefree. No worries in the world. Oh, good for them. I'm happy, but I don't live my life that way. So I don't really know what to do on that front. Although I look introspectively and uh, I don't even know. I don't know. It's like fettuccine. It's just mixed up all in there with some goopy sauce and like I can't even just live in its best life. Did I mention an egg? Anywho. So that's got me like, how come nobody's banging down my door wondering where I'm at and please come home? Nope. Don't got that going for me. So now let's talk about work. Great. No problem. Work nine to five, right? Nope. I work in a restaurant. Today I worked Mother's Day and I killed it on Expo. I mean, I was holding it down for the whole restaurant. I mean, I was a contact point for a lot of different people. I said, hey, how do you think I did tonight? So I'm thinking that he's going to be like, man, you killed it really nice. He says, yeah, you were fine. I was what? Fine? Let me tell you something about fine, mister. Fine is, is that horse and pony you pull, you know, on your shift, but I killed it tonight. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You did good. So of course I got mad at him because I said, you don't respect me as a cook. And he doesn't. I believe that in my heart that he doesn't respect me as a cook. So I've got that going for me. No respect in my workplace. I haven't done anything to not have respect, but I think it's just a matter of me being a female in this particular scenario. And it makes me want to set myself on fire. So, okay. So love isn't working out. Workplace isn't really working out. What do I have left? So every single night before I go to bed, for at least an hour, I do some exercises and I go hard. I mean, I go into the point where I feel like I'm going to throw up. Now, I've been doing this since January. Now, in January, I was about 182 pounds and it's now May and I'm down to 162 pounds. And one would say, wow, that's amazing, Marisol. That's such great accomplishments. Uh, let me tell you something. My body looks exactly the same and I don't understand where, where these pounds are going then because I work so hard to get this, this body into some, into the shape that my mind wants it to be and that I feel as though I would be happy with. And it's like, it laughs at me every day when I look at it in the mirror and I don't understand. And I mean, again, I should just be happy that I feel great. But even still, I'm dizzy, I get headaches, I sometimes get out of bed, I don't know what day it is, I, I should probably go to a doctor, but I just feel like they're going to say, no, you're perfectly fine. And then I go on this thing on the computer to check what my body mass index was. It told me that I was overweight. Are you for real? Do you know how hard I worked on this? And you're telling me that I'm overweight? And of course, I should never take that number into consideration because who are they comparing it to and muscle weighs more than fat? I get it, but nonetheless... That's how I feel. So we've got physicals not cutting it right now. And then I went to the beach and I've been using these products that are good for helping with your acne because I'm a 33 year old woman that still has acne. I've been trying to use that and it has some psilo whatever acid in it. I went to the beach and I laid in the sun, half an hour on my face, half an hour on my back, another half an hour on my face. But I didn't realize that when I laid on my stomach, 
I turned my head sideways, which means that only half of my face was still in the sun. So when I get home that day, I had terrible pain on the side of my face. Had no idea what that was. Next morning, I wake up completely sunburned on my face and with my eyes swollen to the gods. I, I don't know what I've got going for me. So in turn, that makes me miserable, but I shall look at the positive things, right? Hey, I have the ability to create a podcast, which is what I'm doing now. At least I'm working. At least I have mobility and I can work out if I really want to. Yes, I am grateful for those things. Please don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful, very, very grateful for the things that I have in my life. But they say that don't get upset with what you can't control. Control what you can control. And I feel as though what I can't control is laughing in my face. So then I try to just live in my feelings, just channel myself just get my mind together and figure it out and then something just in the background chuckles at me and says ah ha ha you really think you're gonna be able to figure it out too bad kiddo and then I just don't know so then I say hey school how's school going yeah how about we not even talk about that because school is a joke at this point like I, I can't I can't even go to the actual school I have to haphazardly do things at home I don't have time anymore because work has been kicked into overdrive because I'm an essential employee because I work in a restaurant but what do I have what do I have going in the things that I can control I don't know I just don't know and I know that these feelings will go away but I have to work at being happy I know that being happy takes work I understand that but sometimes as well I have to indulge in the feelings that I'm having at the moment and and this is the feeling the feeling of miserable and I knew this was gonna happen to me eventually I should be happier because I've gotten one of the biggest scripts I've ever gotten to produce right now for school and that's amazing but at the same time, I can't help but feel like, man, is this thing even going to come out right? I'm going to send it. Is he going to like it? And thus far, it's been a good situation, but it brings me back to this podcast. And my feeling that, is anyone going to want to listen to this? Is anyone even going to subscribe? Is anybody going to take the time to comment and things like that? And, and it drives me nuts because it's things that I shouldn't be worried about. But at the end of the day, I want people to hear the message. So what am I doing with myself? And then having those feelings while you're editing, because editing is such a delicate thing so you have to really be in like a good mindset so dealing with those things while you're editing it's difficult because you edit so subjectively or you edit with feeling that's really what it comes down to when you're editing is is you feel the at least your own content of course unless somebody's asking you for something but even still you're an artist in the sense so they're not giving you something literal to do they're giving you an idea and you have to execute it when you sit down to do these things you have to be in the right mind frame so when you're miserable in editing you can't help but feel like the whole thing is miserable and you want to just scrap it but that's not the way to go you got to work through it you got to muscle through it i had this boss that i used to work with and this guy was such a stickler. Man, oh man. But one day he asked me, how do you eat an elephant? And I said, you start at the feet because it's the grossest thing, right? Wrong. He said one piece at a time. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, who's going to eat an elephant? Like, is this a cook joke? Like, is this a dad joke? Because I don't get it. Now I understood what he meant. How do you handle the problem? One thing at a time. That's how you handle life. So that's how you eat an elephant is one piece at a time. But sometimes I can't help but look at the entire elephant and realize that my stomach is full and say, how am I supposed to get through the rest of this elephant? So I leave you with this tidbit. Eat the elephant one piece at a time. And if you got any idea on how not to overthink, more than willingly listen to it because I'm miserable. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I do apologize if this ruined your day, but at least it was a short little, short little tidbit. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And thank you for listening.